My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. It's such an interesting topic because a lot of the conversations I've had with either founders that are trying to get out of founder-led growth or sales managers that are trying to get into like a sales director or a VP role, it's always, they're always asking me, what metrics I need to focus on? Like, what are the results we need to drive? Like, what should I be looking for? And it's what you said. It, I find myself having more conversations. I was like, you just got to get your mind right. Understand the controllables that you can't skip over the sales one-on-one things. And if you're not focusing on helping to make your team or just the team, whatever you want to call it better in that area, then the results will kind of take care of themselves. Obviously you want to do the right stuff, but if all you're trying to do is figuring out like where all the revenue is and you're not focused on, we need to be better about understanding the reason why they're going to buy from the very beginning, then no wonder your prospects don't have any urgency to buy. They ghost you. They keep pushing continuations through the deal cycle rather than actually making a decision. Like if that's the symptom inside of the opportunity stages, then you need to go find out what's causing that. And if there's no urgency, if they don't care, if they're not showing up to things, then we didn't do a good enough job of connecting to the actual pain point. But I feel like so many conversations and so many people just focus way too much on that. I want to call it tactical, but it's all about the results and the lagging indicators and revenue this and KPIs that. And it's like you have to control the controllables first and understand what that is and then have the culture to where you support and drive that consistently, which... I don't know what you've experienced in different organizations that you've coached, but I feel like that's always the last thought for some reason. How often do you find yourself working in a situation where they're just getting out of founder led, or is it more they're trying to get to that next level of scale? So most of the companies that I go into have a little bit of something already in place, like a couple of reps that they're trying to grow. And then I'm also, I got work with the billion dollar revenue companies on the founder led side though, like one of the first things that I work on with them, right, is just documenting everything, right? Because more often than not, right, if a founder is selling well, they don't know why. So it's like, okay, we have to document what it is they are doing, what does good look like? But also there's a lot of founders out there that are like, I can't sell, so I need to hire somebody to do it. And so then it shifts more so like really understanding their prospect, that industry and the problem to then teach people how to do it the right way way. So it's an interesting balance, but like if a founder hasn't sold anything yet, I'm like, nah, like if you can't sell this at all as the founder, the person that knows this product and knows this space, I'm not going to hire someone in to do that for you. Like you need to be able to do some of this on your, there's the other side of that to where there may not be product market fit yet. Like if there's nobody that's actually raising their hand and knocking on the door to have what you're trying to sell them, then I honestly don't think that hiring five, six, seven SDRs, account executives are going to go make it happen. And I don't know what your opinion on it is, but I feel like that's kind of what's happened over the last couple of years where layoffs and I feel like a lot of money was put into the market to go and get some of these companies off the ground and then rushing into it. And then we're just kind of sitting in the consequences of those decisions of not doing the work to go. I don't want to say go at it slow, but give it the prioritization in time to establish part of market fit, understand what you just said, what they want, how they're going to use it, what they find valuable, and then go and sell it and then hire people to do that. 
And again, I'm on super startup side. I typically focus on seed or pre-seed and helping people implement the sales playbooks and stuff. Have you seen anything similar to that? Like, is that kind of what you were seeing or what would you kind of think about in that scenario in the last couple of years? So what happened over the last couple of years, right, is like, oh man, I don't know if this is our way. What we had, right, was privileged problems. And what that means, right, is like a lot of products got built that solved a problem that only mattered if you were privileged, aka you had money, right? And so over the last like few years, right, the money was there. The joke I get, people can come after me if they want to on this one, but the joke that I like to make on this sometimes, like we talk about like veganism, right? That like you have to be in a certain place in life to even consider that as a lifestyle. It is a privilege to even consider it, right? Whereas if you are starving and that's all you've ever known, you're not thinking about that. Like you're thinking about how can I eat? So what's happened is like a lot of products got built over the last three years that were privileged problems. Like they solved the problem, they did, but only if you were privileged. Well, now that things are getting tight again, now it's just exposing like what was a nice to have versus what was a need to have. That privilege has removed. So it's not so much that I think a lot of these products didn't have product market fit. It's just that the problems they solved weren't big enough in the long run. And if you think about it, for a lot of people, it was a lot of SaaS selling to SaaS, right? Well, then, well, once the SaaS industry goes down, well, guess what happens, <laughs> right? Like now it, it was so just overlapping. So that was the thing. There was a lot of founders, a lot of companies that they solved the problem. But you had to be privileged to to be able to solve that problem. Like, oh, we need multi-level marketing attribution software. Well, I mean, yeah, it solved a problem, but everything else had to be going right before you could even focus on that. Now that things are being tight, right? So I do. I think a lot of founders get a little bit too much grief of saying there wasn't product market fit. It's like there was just during one of the best times in the world ever in terms of money being free. So I'll pause there. But like, that's the big thing is like, they solved a lot of these products. They did, they solved the problem, just a privileged problem. But now that privilege is gone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow, and execute in 10 minutes or less.